the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have an enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Let's pray. Spirit of God, help me communicate your simple word of truth. Let it bring understanding, illumination, and revelation. And let it change lives for good. Thank you, Spirit of God, that the eternal word is changing us eternally. In Jesus' matchless name, amen and amen. amen. Okay, so let's read what Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse number 14 to 15. 1 Timothy chapter 3 verse 14 to 15 the cv version contemporary english version and then the god's word translation version he says i hope to visit you soon i hope to do what but i'm writing these instructions somebody say instructions Instructions. say instructions. instructions about three weeks ago i taught on the power of instructions instructions are powerful paul said i'm writing these instructions to you so that if i am delayed you will know how everyone who belongs to god's family ought to behave ask your neighbor do you belong to god's family do you belong to this spiritual family then open your ears take the wax off your ears and listen real good he says that everyone who belongs to god's family ought to behave after all the church of the living God is a strong foundation of the truth. Okay, the same text, the God's word translation. I hope to visit you soon. However, I'm writing this to you in case I am delayed. I want you to know how people who are members, somebody say members, members, members of God's family must leave. God's family is the church of the living God, the pillar and the foundation of the truth. Are you there? Okay. If there was one church in the Bible that didn't live like God's family and can teach us about how we ought not to live like God's family, it is the church of Corinth. It's a very, very powerful church. It was the most gifted church. It was one of the churches that you will say is the most anointed church. When they met, the gift of the Spirit were in manifestation and people did all kinds of things. But in this church... That which depicted Christ and revealed Christ to anybody who came into the church was absent. And you see, no matter what we do, no matter our highest revelation, the manifestations of the gift, our basic cause for existence is to reveal Christ. Paul said that when he pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the heathen. I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood. 
Last week, I told you that when we come into God's presence, God's intention is that we come for the better. Somebody say, we come for the better. First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 17 and 18. ESV says, but in the following instructions, I do not commend you because when you come together, are we together now? Are we together now? He says, when we come together, it is not for the better, but for the worse. May that never be our testimony. So when you come together as a family, when we gather and we assemble as a family, the Bible said it ought to be for our better and not for our worse. Now, if it is going to be for our better, then we need to be instructed properly how we ought to behave when we come together. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, Paul, that's what he said. He told the Corinthian church, with all your gifts, when you come together, it doesn't happen. What is supposed to happen in your life doesn't happen. The breakthrough you desire doesn't come. The life transformation you desire doesn't come. Your marital squabbles are still there. Why? Because when you come together, you don't become a better person. You end up becoming somebody else. Turn to your neighbor and say, church is designed to make me better. Say, church is designed to make me better. And I tell you, when you become better in church, you'll be better everywhere. Unfortunately, people are looking for a better church to be part of. Instead of joining church to be made better. They are not okay, but they are looking for a better church. Yeah. We don't come to the church as better people. But as we stay in the church and we are nurtured in the church, we go out as better people. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, that's it. So, I mean, sometimes people come to church and they get a, a culture shock. They come to church and they, they, they think that, hey, this is where the, the real thing is. This is where no offense, no challenge. Nobody will do me anything. All the people are angels. They assume. Sooner or later, they find out that, Charlie, we are not all angels. Tell to your neighbor say, we are not all angels. Yeah, 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 yeah. God is working on us progressively. There are people who have actually left church because they were surprised at an attitude or behavior in church. That's why we need to understand and address these things. We ought to know how we ought to behave in the church. In the church, there are those who are spiritually matured. In the church, there are those who are new converts. In the church, there are those who are babies. In the church, there are those who have just been recently been converted. And so we need to appreciate that. The necessity of good manners is critical in every area of life. In fact, in our modern terms, the language they use is protocol. Somebody say protocol. Yeah. Children must be taught protocol. Adults must be taught protocol. When you come into any organization, it is important that you, you, you discipline yourself to go through the protocols of the organization if you are going to get the best out of it. When they employ you, they give you a job, they give you orientation. The orientation is designed to give you an understanding of how things are run in the organization of which you have become a part. And it's the same thing. When you also become a Christian, you don't become a Christian with your own mind. Uh, that, 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 that's why one of the greatest deceptions that you can have as a believer. And that it obviously shows that you are working in deception. When you have a Christian who has his own mind. As for me, I'm a man of my own mind. That is one of the greatest testimony that you are not born again. Am I communicating here? Yeah. Oh me, I will not allow myself to be brainwashed. You've been brainwashed in many, with many, many foolish ideas. The only idea that is powerful enough to change you for the better, you are not ready for it. How can you become better? I have my own mind. 
Don't stay in church and have your own mind. Your mind is not good. Can I tell you something? Your mind is not good. In fact, I dare say your mind is crazy. The only mind you must appreciate in your life is the mind of Christ. Am I communicating here? Your Bible says that be transformed by the renewing of your mind. When you get born again, after you are born again, your mind must be renewed. Because until your mind is renewed, your life cannot be transformed. You can take an alligator from here and take it to America. It will not become a lizard there. Still an alligator. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Your mind must change. Your, mind must, your mindset about marriage must change. It must change from the one that your father sat you down and taught you all the five lessons you are going to marry. Could you listen to me? I'm giving you five lessons about how to treat a woman. And, and, that, and that's how you have lived your life all this while. And you are troubling somebody's daughter. Every midnight, she wakes up and she goes to the washroom and it's as if she's pooping. She's just thinking and just disturbed and worried and regretting choosing you as a husband. And yet you, are, you say you are a Christian. Am I communicating here? Yeah. Because some of us have been taught values that are inconsistent with godly values. And those values we hold, they, they are like sacred cow. Nobody touches them. You come to church and pastor is speaking and he touches them just like I've touched one now. You are you're offended. You are already offended. That is typical that you have a stronghold in your mind, which is a negative stronghold. Let me tell you, you are not a Christian until you think like one. You are not. You are not a Christian until you begin to think like one. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. When you are a Christian, how do you think about women? You are not superior to a woman. No man is superior to a woman. No man, no man, no man, no man, no man. So if you think that you can shout at your wife because you are superior to her, you are a fool. No, you are not. You are not. You are not. You are not superior to her. The Bible said God made them male and female created he them. You see, God has ordained a system and for the system to work, somebody must be up, somebody must be down. That, that, that is, that's the whole idea. It's not because you are better, because you yourself, you know, that when you were in school, there was a lady who was always top of the class. And you, with, yeah, you, you as a man, with all your cocoti, you were always last. And you didn't go and stop her and, and beat her. Yeah. There are men who have never said sorry to their wives. They've never said it. Never said it. If you are one of such people, eh, I dare say you are not a godly husband. One, because one, you cannot tell me that since you married your wife, even if you married her yesterday, that you've not offended her. Uh -huh. Yeah, you can't tell me that. So one, that's one. And if you've offended her, it behoves on you as a godly man to say sorry. Yeah, it, it behoves, you see, you see, you see it, it, is, it is not, it is not, it's not a, it's not an African thing to say sorry. It's not a, a, an Asante thing. To, it's a godly thing to say sorry. It's a Christian thing. It's a Christian virtue. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's what it is. And I'm telling you, if you are able to do that, your wife respects you even more. Your children respect you more. The reason why I'm Papa, I don't know why my wife doesn't respect my wife. I know. I know. I know, but if I tell you, you don't like it. Is this your cocotee spirit? 
That's what is causing all the problems in your house. That's, that's what is causing all the problems in your house. This same problem, this same attitude is affecting you on your job. And my boss doesn't like my boss. You see, anybody who tells you the truth doesn't like you, including this pastor who is talking to you now. Yeah, he doesn't like you. And let me tell you, let everybody lie to you, but learn to tell yourself the truth. Let everybody, anybody at all, let them lie to you, but tell yourself the truth. Never tell yourself a lie. Yeah, because it will help you a great deal. It will help you a great deal. So, let our mind be transformed. Somebody say, let our minds be transformed. That's why we come to church. We come to church to be schooled in the way Christians think. Is that not why we are here? That's why we are here. That's why we are here. A mental transformation is the greatest job anybody can engage in. We come to church so that we will be schooled on the way to think. The way we think about people, the way we think about marriage, the way we think about money, the way we think about everything. That's what church is about. So you don't come to church just to come and feel good. I thought Baba would tell me it shall be well. The way Ghana is tough. Listen, Ghana can be tougher. When you, uh, you think well, it shall be well with you. Am I communicating here? It shall be well with you. But the way you are thinking now, even if we gave you Cecilia the past money, you will still be a mess. You will still be a mess. Okay, so we are talking about manners. Somebody say manners. Yeah, manners. 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 And we are talking about Christian manners, godly manners. If you become a member of God's family, how is it? How, how do we behave? How do you behave as a member of God's family? How are you supposed to behave? What behavior is acceptable? What behavior attracts God's blessing? Because one of the things we talked about, he says, the ultimate intention of good behavior in the house of God is for the blessing of God to flow on our lives. I told you, and I repeat it, that God's primary objective is to bless people. That's what he did. In the beginning, he created them and he blessed them. When Jesus came, the Bible said, he sent his son to bless us. That's God's agenda. God wants to bless you to the extent that you don't have to pray for his blessing. Do you understand what I'm saying? When, by the time you are praying for the blessing and it is not coming, you should know that you are doing the wrong thing. Because they don't pray for the blessing. There is a strategic position for the blessing. If you want to tune to Love FM and you take your, your radio and you dial it to 99.4, you are not there yet. Do you understand what I'm saying? So if you hear shh, don't say Love FM is off. You are wrongly aligned. You are wrongly aligned. That's why we need to adopt godly manners. He says that when you come together, I want the best to be your experience. But as long as you come together with your own mindset, with your attitude and your own behavior, which I don't endorse, I cannot bless you. So what are we supposed to do? We need to discover from God's perspective what scriptural and biblical good manners are and adopt them. Somebody say adopt them. Adopt say adopt them. adopt them. That's what we are doing here. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25. Hebrews 10, 25. Let us consider one another. I like this. Say, consider one another. You see, I have pastored for some time now, and I realize that when people come to church, most of the time, they consider only themselves. They consider themselves. Everything that is happening in the church, they want it to be about them and them alone. They consider themselves. They consider themselves. Somebody comes and he's parking and without somebody at the park is not thinking about how other people will park. 
So they just leave the car in here and they go. I mean, I'm waiting for a day where we'll come to church and there's nobody at the park to help you park. And we are so orderly that everybody will park decently. And when we come, do you know that that is possible? That's possible. That's very possible. But you see, when we come and we are not considering other people, but we are only considering ourselves, even when you are being aided to park so that there will be a little space for another person to fit in, you're offended. And you climb the stairs with offense. And when you come, you, you think praises has eroded everything away and you must go home with something. Please. Please. You see, Christianity is a lifestyle. Christianity is a life. It's not a pretension. It's a lifestyle. And it flows in every area of your life. Where you are a real one, it flows in every area of your life. I mean, some, I've heard people say you can be a good Christian and a bad husband. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Because uh, 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 as I have strived to live a life of godliness over the years, it has reflected on my marriage. Am I communicating here? I don't believe that. I don't believe it. I don't, you see, the Bible says godliness is profitable unto all things. Godliness is profitable unto all things. Not only to marital things or spiritual things. All things. All things. Take your seat as well. All things are affected. People who live with you, they will see that you are godly. Am I communicating here? They see that you have a sense of care. You have a sense of respect and dignity for human beings. If you are, if you really have it, if you really, really have it, if you really, really have it, if you really, really have it, if your husband finds you living with you as hell, woman of God, there are issues, resolve it. There are issues to be resolved. And you have, to, uh, you have to come to the place where you come to the table of the Lord and say, Lord, this is not like you. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is not like you. This is not like you. And I need help with it. Because that's where, let's come boldly to the throne of grace. You know, even in prayer, I realize that when you can come into prayer, go out of prayer and remain the same. Prayer is one of such life-transforming uh, 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 avenues God has given us. But I've met people who pray a lot and yet their attitude is just off. They pray the whole place will vibrate, but their attitude is off. Because you see, when they come into prayer, the things that they need to pray about for the change that they seek to begin to happen within them, they don't pray about those things. They don't pray about those things at all. They are rebellious at heart. They have never presented their rebellious heart to the Lord. Say, Lord, I think that I need help with my heart. I need help. Do a surgical work in my heart today. Help me. I need help. I need help. Because the, 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 the reason why I cannot follow any rule they make, I can't follow it. You think it is the rule. It is you. It is you. There is a rebel in your heart. And until that rebel is overthrown, there is no way you can come into agreement. I realize that people are orderly follow orders and rules anywhere. They don't resent rules. You see, the reason why you don't like rules is because you are disorderly. Am I communicating here? You are disorderly. And that is almost, it looks like entropy is an African, is, an, is in Africans as a DNA. We just celebrate disorderliness. Am I communicating here? But anywhere there is progress, people first of all bring order. Somebody say order. Yeah, when God started creation, the first thing he did was to bring order. Order. There must be order in your finances. You can't spend every money you have. 
And you can't spend it all on yourself. There must be order. Do you understand what I'm saying? There must be order in the way you handle your office. There must be order in the way you go to your home. You can't be staying in your office every night. And when you come, your wife is pissed and you are, you, you are, you are complaining. Am I communicating here? Yeah, there must be order. The Bible says, let all things be done decently and in order. Decently and in order. Decently and in order. You see, you will see a lot of progress in your life if you allow order to come into your life. Order to come into your life. Order to come into your life. People who have stayed in this church for five, three, four, two, three, five years. And the things I have taught, if they took God's word and allowed it to form them, I'm telling you, their homes will be a delight. Amen. How many of you agree with what I'm saying? Yeah, your home will be a delight. Your home will be a delight. Your home will be a delight. But I've sat down with wives and heard them. And when they have finished, I, I, just, I just feel discouraged. That where, what, I'm, what I'm doing, where is he going? Yeah, where, where really is he going? But of course, I come to convince myself that, listen, <laughs> even Jesus, he couldn't save Judas. Yeah! So I encourage myself and then I move on. I encourage myself and move on. But you see, my, my challenge is, how long will you continue to walk in deception? How long? Dress fine, come to church, and look fine, yet very ugly in your attitude. Very ugly in your behavior. Wife can't stand you. Children can't stand you. You say you are a godly man. You are a Christian. Why are you faking it? Why are you faking it? He says, let's consider one another. Let's say, consider one another. Consider. Yeah, to stir up love and good works. And not forsaking. Somebody say, not forsaking. Not the assembling of ourselves together. Not forsaking the assembly. This is an assembly. Somebody say, this is an assembly. Okay, let's not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. As the manner of some. Now look at this. As the manner of what? Some is. Some is. It's a manner. It's a way of life. It's their attitude. It's their disposition. The Bible said there are some people, their disposition is just to choose which meeting to attend. Sunday they show up. Even the Sunday, every month, their plan is to be there at least twice. That's their plan. As for Wednesday, it's not part of their priority because they are too busy. God can wait. When they are done with all they are doing, then they will have time. But the last time I checked, when people are admitted into in intensive care, nothing they wish to do is done. Everything comes to a stop. Everything comes to a hold. And you see, while we don't pray that you come to such a state, it is wisdom to see God while he gives you life. I'm not communicating here. You see, if you, if you just look at it on, on, the, on a scale, the one who gives you, who pays you, you don't want to listen to him, how do you get paid? Let's say, just think about it. You go to a place, the boss of the place, he's hired you, he, he pays you every month, he tells you, do this, he says, I won't do it. Do this, I won't do it. Do this, I won't do it. What you are simply saying is that you are not willing to continue here. Am I communicating here? Now, God doesn't give us money. God gives us that which makes money meaningful. Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't, you, it takes revelation to come to that place. I don't, I don't know. I, you see, 
getting time for God is not a difficult for me. Be- not because I'm a pastor. It's not today. Those who have known me. I was working with Edatoto. I met him in town, bought some pear, and this man decided to help me carry my pear to my car. I resisted. Ah, he will not allow it. Of course, he's working with Revelation, so I will not stop it. And while we were on our way there, we met uh, one guy who was uh, with me in tech. He came to the car. He's a lawyer now. I think he's a quantity surveyor and a lawyer. Abby. Yeah, that's what he said. And he said, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Is that not what he said? He said, I'm not surprised. It's not because when I was on campus, I was not the pastor, but I was serving God like a pastor. I'm not communicating here. I was serving God like a pastor. So when I tell you anything, you think that you are the only person who has some things to do. It's not today. We know how to live this Christian life. And when you live it the way you ought to live it, there are things you don't pray for. Do you understand what I'm saying? There are things you don't pray for. God knows that he can't trust you. God knows that your heart is not with him. All of these uh, artificial, you are just trying to do something. You are just trying to do something so that you'll be counted among them. But God knows that in your heart of heart, there's something that is more important in your life than him. He knows it. He knows it. He knows. How can you take a course and for a whole year, you are not in church and you are okay. You are looking for progress. Do you know you can finish the course and on, on your graduation, they collapse and die? What becomes the benefit of it? You see, you have to sit up and straighten up. You see, I, I realize that when people sit and they think carefully, they will just change. Do you know what made the prodigal son change his life? It was thinking. He sat down and thought. The Bible said when he, he came to himself, he was blaming everybody. He came to himself and began to think deeply. All of these choices I made, see where it has ended me. Now I'm naked. I'm desiring to eat uh, uh, pig's food. How, come I, how has my life ended up like this? What changed? Then he said, I, he said, I will go back to my father. You know, those decisions are product of thinking. He said to himself, I will go back. He said, how many hired servants have my father? That is thinking. He sat down and started calculating. My father has so many servants. All of them, none of them is eating uh, pig's food. How can I sit here and die like this? Let me go back to my father. Because positive thinking will always produce positive change. And positive change will always bring people into superlative blessings. When he came back home, everything he wanted was available waiting for him. But he was everywhere. He was everywhere. He was everywhere. Let me tell you, if you are a believer and you are going to enjoy the Christian experience, you have to learn how to live like a Christian. That's, that, that, that is why my passion is to instruct people in God's word. Because most of the things that people want other people to do for them, it is because they don't know what the word says. When you get to know what the word says, there is no way you go to anybody to do anything for you that God has already done for you. Am I communicating here? Yeah. There is what the word of God says. God has not left you destitute. He gave you authority. Am I communicating here? He's given you authority. At the name of Jesus, which is common, universal to everybody. Anybody can use it. That's your authority. That's your authority. You see, frustration in life is real. Yeah. Fulfillment in life is also real. Am I communicating here? Yeah. You are not the only person who has married. 
and you are not the only person who has married a man with a cantankerous attitude that you are struggling like this and you are thinking of dying no others stayed with worse men and they survived it your capacity is very low your spiritual capacity is what very low paul says some people have a manner they have a manner they have a manner and covid came and covid has gone every other thing people are doing but when it comes to investing in eternal things people are slow the bible says as the manner of some is ask your neighbor how's your manner like as the manner of some is so there are habits we don't copy in church the habit we don't what that's what he's saying. The habit we don't copy in church. He said, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves as the manner of some is. So some people will do that. Some people will not come for midweek service, but it should not be you. Some people will not come for a prayer meeting. It should not be you. Some people will not come for specific meetings. It should not be you. The Bible said, as the manner of some is. But the time you are not coming to church, eh, it should not be the thing that should keep you away from fellowship should not be something you can't control. Do you understand what I'm saying? It should be something you can't control. It should be something you can't control. Your boss tells you, I need you here, and you know you, you can't convince him out of it. That's something that is worth it. But the fact that you went to work, and you are tired, so you are staying at home. The fact that your, your children are around, you are taking care of your children. From Monday to Friday, you don't take care of your children. You see, <laughs> sometimes, eh, the blessings God gives us, they are the same excuses we give for not serving him. The same things. Look at you. When you had no child, see the way you were mad about God. All of it, and that's why I tell you God always knows us. All of it. All of it was so God will give you a child. Now he gave you a child. You have dedicated the child and for close to six months, you are still not in church. And you are deceiving yourself and following online. When you are cooking, following online. Yeah. When you are watching, following online. Am I communicating here? You see, I just want you to be real with yourself first. That's it. When we look into God's word, God's word is supposed to give us a reflection of who we are. The Bible says some people have a manner of not. It's a bad manner. Somebody says it's a bad manner. Yes, not to be regular in church. Say it. It's a bad manner. Not to be regular in church. I choose to repent today. I refuse to give excuses. Yeah. It's a bad manner. It's a bad manner not to be in church. David said, one day in your court is better than thousand anywhere. One day. That's Psalm 84 verse 10. One day in your court. One day in your court. One day in your, in your temple is better than thousand anywhere. I would rather serve in your house than live in the homes of the wicked. I would rather, I would rather, I would rather, I would rather. The same week you can't be in church, that's the same week you attended three parties. Yeah. I mean, people can attend funerals on the weekend and Sunday they say they are resting. You went to funeral on Saturday. Sunday, you are supposed to be in, you say, I, I'm still going for the funeral. And it didn't occur to them that they should be even in church first before they go, if they so want to go. Am I communicating here? You see, I am telling you how I have lived and how I am living. You are the boss. You are facing a meeting and you are facing it on a Sunday morning. And you say you are a Christian. 
You are facing the meeting on a Sunday morning. David said, I was glad. Somebody say, I was glad. Ask your neighbor, where do you feel glad when you are invited to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that, that shows what is going on in your heart. Some of us, when we are invited to a party, birthday party, we are excited. Let's go for lunch at Golden Tulip. You are excited. Let's go for a prayer meeting. I'm tired. You see? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Now, can I tell you something? I'm telling you. Bema Pai. I'm telling you. Yeah, because see, I'm, I'm telling you. Ah, I'm, <laughs> I'm just telling you the truth today. Because you see, we, oh, this week I was telling somebody, I was telling the person that, listen, when you are marrying, secure the marriage before you start it. How do you secure it? You secure it by getting people who can help you solve problems when the marriage hits problems. Because you meet problems. Life is all about problems. That's what life is about. Papa, I don't know why my life is full of problems. Then die. Because if you want to live, life is all about problems. And you see, you live well and you enjoy your life better when your skill for solving problems increases. The reason why you are overwhelmed with your problem is because you lack the capacity to solve the problem you are dealing with. All the problems in your life, they are a function of your present state of wisdom. All the problems in your life. All the problems in your life, it's a reflection of your present state of wisdom. If your wisdom level increases, the problems will, will, will be over. Am I communicating here? That's what life is about. Life is about solving problems. So if you don't change your mindset about problems and your disposition towards problems, you are not going anywhere in life. So secure the marriage before you start. How do you secure it? Get people the man respects. Get people the woman respects. So that when something happens and they speak, the person will say enough. And I'm telling you, the number one person you need to speak for your husband or your wife to hear in your life is not Pastor Fokka, it's God. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. And a man that is not is afraid to talk to God, how will God talk to him? <laughs> I'm, I'm not communicating here. How will he, you see, let me tell you, women, eh, it is not yours any let me give you this free advice as a wife. Your problem is not to argue with your husband. Wise women don't argue with their husbands. They engage God and God deals with their husbands. That's what a wise woman does. That's what, that's what wise women do. That's what wise, that's what wise women do. They engage God and God deals with their husbands. And if you ask some of the spirit-filled men here, they will tell you how God has dealt with them and they have gone back to say sorry when they felt justified. I'm telling you. But you will argue, you will argue, and let the man say things you don't want to hear. Then you harbor it also. Then you are not happy in the home. Do you understand what I'm saying? So listen, listen. That's why it's dangerous to marry a carnal person. Somebody who doesn't believe in church, they don't believe in spirituality, they don't believe in God. They are pretending that they, they lose it. They will finish you. Listen, let me tell you. I don't trust any man who is not Christ-centered. I don't trust the man. Because even those of us who have Christ, we still have challenges. So, the one who doesn't have Christ at all, he can only pretend to be nice and polished. I'm talking about fellowship. Somebody say fellowship. 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 If you are wise, never argue with your husband about anything. The Bible said, Sarah said yes to Abraham. He called him Lord. 
You know what it means, Lord? As the lawyers, when they say, my Lord, my Lord is my Lord. You don't say, my Lord, and you are talking rubbish. You'll be walked out of the court. He said, Sarah was calling uh, Abraham, my Lord, my Lord. Today, my dear, my honey, my sweet, call him my Lord. Call him my Lord. And mean it from your heart. Several reasons why you must develop the manner of regular fellowship with believers in your local church. Number one is because it's your calling. Somebody say, it's my Christian calling. Yeah, fellowship is your Christian calling. Once you become a Christian, it's your calling. You have been called into fellowship. That's what the Bible says. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9. It said, God is faithful by whom you were called into fellowship. I was called into what? Fellowship. Say, I am called into fellowship. Yeah, that. Once you are born again, you are called into fellowship. God has called you into fellowship. You cannot choose, I don't want to fellowship. No, 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 no. It's too late. Once you are born again, you are called into fellowship. Fellowship with his son of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. So you are called into fellowship. Being a Christian is to belong. That's why we have it here. Believe, belong, become, and build. That's what a Christian's life is all about. The Christian is one who has believed Christ as his Lord and Savior. The Christian is one who belongs to the family of faith. The Christian is the one who is becoming a disciple. The Christian is the one who is committed to building God's kingdom. That's a Christian. Simple. There's nothing more to it. He has believed in Christ. He's, belong, he's become a member of his family. He belongs to the family. He is becoming a disciple. And then he is building God's kingdom. Building others. Called into fellowship. Somebody say, I'm called into fellowship. Called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to. You have to. I for you see, there's nothing like me a Christian in Bamin Penipa. Eye, eye, sebi, sebi. Yeah, they don't say it. Me a Christian in Penipa. Being a Christian makes you hospitable. You have to be. The entire Mount Penipa, eye, sad in our friend is always a choleric and melancholic. And that's not who you are. You are not melancholic. You are not listening. That's not who you are. Because that's not who you are. Because you yourself, in the natural, you have changed under circumstances when you needed to change to favor you. So why are you accepting it when it comes to uh, matters that has to do with eternal realities? Then, uh, at that time, you, oh you cool. Media, I'm into myself. Into myself. Somebody say, I'm called into fellowship. First Corinthians chapter one verse First uh, John chapter one verse three. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard. Good, so that you may have fellowship with, fellowship with, fellowship with, and our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son Jesus Christ. That's what the Bible is talking about. We are called into fellowship. Two levels of fellowship: fellowship with the Father and fellowship with one another. That's Christianity. Christianity is never a solo life. No. No. It's not an Adakwa life. No. Christianity is a joint corporate life. Am I communicating here? Yeah. Once you, you come to believe in Christ alone, but you don't live for Christ alone. Never forget that. You come to believe in Christ alone. You will never live for Christ alone. You can never be a good Christian living alone. You can never be a good Christian living alone. You can never be a good Christian living alone. That's why when people marry, their Christianity gets tested. Because now they are getting somebody to live close to them and check and test all the fruit of the spirit that are within. 
all the fruit of the spirit they will come under test when you marry this one that you are single so you look holy 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 your holiness is not holiness yet marry and stay with the wife three four years five years i will tell you you are correct <laughs> but these three years you are you are talking you think it's easy all the patience will be tested forgiveness will be tested am i complicating here all of them will be tested and when they have been tested and proven then you say i'm a child of god i mean your your rebellious spirit will be tested your humility will be tested you'll be tested in and out that's what no wonder the bible says a man that cannot rule his own house should not be considered for leadership in the church you'll be tested you will be tested and so, when you are single and all you are looking for is fun, 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 fun. Yeah, because you see, when you marry and finish, and particularly when you are all fun, 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 and you are also waiting to marry. When you are waiting to marry, it's preparation. Preparation. And the preparation that is qualitative to make marriage endure is not even physical beauty. All this asoke uh, 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 and all those things, they are nice. But listen, they don't really will not take you anywhere. You need to be strong here. Am I communicating here? You need to be strong here. Your heart needs to be crucified. Your heart needs to be malleable, flexible, because it, you are going to be tested. You don't know uh, wedding day, then you're excited. Um, uh, in my wedding, my honeymoon. <laughs> Get serious. Get serious. Get serious. Because when you finish, the things that are waiting for you there, you look at him, he speaks in tongues, so you think that is all he has. He has other things. When you marry him and finish, those other things will begin to manifest. And when they manifest, they are not telling you go away. Like the average person wants today. We are not compatible. Family life council, mostly chemistry is strong. Go and stay with it and stop deserving people. We are not compatible. Why you came for family life? Is that chemistry? No, yeah, yeah. Pastor, we've never even argued before. The bonding is there. Go and be bonding. <laughs> Go and be bonding. Fellowship. That's why it's starts from fellowship. Fellowship. L listen, I tell you, I, I don't have peace in my home because I'm a great, 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 great husband. No. No. But I strive to be a great Christian. That's it. I, I, my, my quest in life is not be a great husband. My quest in life is to be a great Christian. And when I become a great Christian, it affects every other thing in my life. My relationship is affected. That, that's what I want to be. Not a great husband. You are out of flowers. I want to see. Listen, any flowers? Oh, any flowers? Any flowers? Oh, Pastor, you say flowers? No, flowers is good. But after, in fact, flowers now cry. A demon and Cassano. As somebody bit me free, at the time I had a flower name, man. Wow, here. Who bet two flowers not to form? No, I could be any so. I'm telling you. That's where it is. And that's what church is about. Church is about transformation of a mind, church is the transformation of life. If marriages are not working in the church, they are not working because the Christians are not correct. We don't have proper Christians. When we get proper Christians, we have proper marriages. That's all. Never you be deceived. I can be a good Christian and a bad husband. It doesn't happen. It's not true. If you are a good Christian, you'll be a good husband. Yes. 
you'll be a good husband. If you're a good Christian, you'll be a good wife. If you're a good Christian, you'll be a good wife. Who is a good Christian? A good Christian is the one who follows, is a stickler to the word of God. Anything the word of God says, you do, you do. What does the word of God say to the husband? Husbands, love your wives. Don't be bitter against them. You are sitting, you are hearing me now. You are very bitter at your wife. And you are still listening to me. You are still listening to me. You are looking at me. Sometimes you umpire a crown and say, You don't you don't know. You are not know. There are people who pray for their spouses to die. Let me tell you, the more you pray, the longer the person lives. Because you see, let, let me tell you, because it's not about what God is doing, it's not in that person's life, it's in your life. He wants to change you. That's what God is doing. God wants to change you. He loves you too much that he wants you to change and transform. Say fellowship. <laughs> it's my Christian calling. Yeah. Fellowship number two is a command. It's a command from scripture. Fellowship is a command. You, don't, you, you cannot just say, I want to, I don't feel like going to church. You are commanded to go to church. You are commanded. The Bible says, don't follow that habit. Let us not neglect. That's what is there. Hebrews 10.25. Let us not neglect me, our meeting together. That's it. Meeting together. Don't neglect it. As some people do. But encourage one another. Encourage people to come to church. Encourage yourself and come. Encourage other people to come. Because that's what you're supposed to do. It's, your, it's a command. It's a calling, it's a command. If you feel like it, you don't feel like you to do it. I'm not communicating here. That's it. You are commanded to appear, you appear. That's what it is. You read First Corinthians and it tells you, when you are gathered together, he never uses if you gather together. When you are gathered together, First Corinthians chapter 11 verse 17, but in the following instructions, I cannot praise you for it sounds as if more, more, more harm than good is done when you meet together. Look at the word when you meet together. Look at verse 18. For first of all, when you come together as a church, verse 18 please. When you come together as a church, when you come together, not if you come together. Look at 20. Therefore, when you come together in one place. 33. Therefore, my brethren, when you come together, that's what it is. It is a when. It's not if. That when you, if, if you are free, then you come. No. If you are a proper Christian, you meet when Christians meet. You can't say uh, you are a serious drunkard when we don't see you every meeting. No, no, no. When drunkards meet, you sit there. That's a serious one. But Christo near Christo Fuesia Unio, a reef on Susia Unio. Where are you? Find a place and belong. Find a place and belong. If you are a Christian, belong when the Christians meet. That's what it is. It's a biblical command. And number three, it's a good conduct. It's a good Christian conduct. Conduct. That's what it is. Regular participation in church meetings is a good family conduct. It's a good family conduct. Good family conduct. Good family conduct. If you don't have any other time to go to school and it happens to be a weekend, you have to tell yourself, I will not miss a midweek service. Am I communicating here? Yeah, because that, that, there must be some way, you must find a way to feed yourself. Feed yourself. Feed yourself. Can you be driving a vehicle for one year and says, I filled it in January. That fuel, it must stay and continue the whole year. 
you make sure that you have some money that's ready to buy an, another car because this car <laughs> these days are numbered somebody says it's a good family conduct that's a good family conduct for us to meet is a good family conduct when we meet together that's a good family conduct number four because regular fellowship with the saints identifies you with a particular spiritual company or family what is the which spiritual family do you belong because everybody must belong to a spiritual family ask your neighbor which one do you belong yeah everybody must belong to a spiritual family there's nobody nobody is born even the one who was born a bastard was born into a family do you understand what i'm saying yeah the husband may not be the man who did the thing may not be there to accept responsibility but the woman belongs to a family everybody is born into a family and when you are born again you are born into a spiritual family and you have to identify yourself with a spiritual family look at the book of acts chapter 4 verse 23 this was a crisis time a major crisis happened they went to preach they came under attack and the bible said being let go they went to their own they went to their own they went to their own company regular fellowship identifies the spiritual company you belong what kind of life is that what kind of life is that the bible says i will appoint a place for my people second samuel chapter 7 verse 10 and i will appoint them there and they shall move no more look at that i'll provide a place for my people israel and i'll plant them so that they can have a home of their own and no longer be disturbed no longer be disturbed listen in my years as a pastor people who leave themselves spread they spread themselves abroad too many spiritual places end up frustrated they take they are, they are taken advantage of and by the time they settle when they eventually settle to they are disturbed because by the time they settle they've been taken advantage for so long that they are they also don't believe in anything again so they can come and settle in this church eventually this is their spiritual home but they don't believe in anything we are doing they are suspicious of everything so their whole spiritual destiny has been messed up because they've been moving heter scatter praise the lord they move moving they, they have a special one they pray with the special prophet they pray with they have a special one they go for they say on their word then they have listen you are you are just a joker of a christianity the lord is my shepherd i shall not want when god gives you a shepherd he puts everything you need in that shepherd if you believe in that shepherd and follow the instructions of that shepherd there is nothing you want do you understand what i'm saying there is nothing you want but if you decide that you are wiser than God, God didn't give you a shepherd who is a prophet. He didn't give you a shepherd who can shout and sweat when he preaches. He didn't give you a shepherd who would uh, give you a quantre. Listen. Listen. There is no better quantre than this. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's, the Bible said, Thy word I have hidden in my heart. The, the word is a lamp unto my feet and a lamp unto my path. That's what it is. God's word. I can't say, I can't probably be any way say other than the word of God. There's nothing you want to do that you can do without. This book of the law must not depart from your mouth, but thou shalt meditate on it. Then you have good success. You have prosperity and good success. Set it aside. Set it aside. You will be frustrated until you come back to it. And I pray that by the time you come back to it, it's not too late. Number five, regular fellowship with the saints reveals the depth of your commitment to Christ. 
are you committed to Christ like you are supposed to be? Then you'll be committed to his body. When you are committed to Christ, so regular fellowship identifies you as a committed Christian. Committed Christians are committed to church. Somebody say committed Christians are committed to church. Say committed Christians are committed to church. When you are committed to a cause, eh, even when you are missing it, you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. When you are not coming to church and you are okay watching TV, you are not a committed Christian. Yeah. When you are, you, are, you are not in church and you feel fine, you can be anywhere. Last week you are not in na, 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 uh, 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 Wednesday and you are still okay. There's no, nothing that is going on. There's no disturbance in your spirit. You are not committed to Christ. One of the biggest lies is to say that I'm a good Christian. I just don't go to church. You are not. You are you are at worst. You are a worse one. But if you are a good one, you cannot be committed to Christ, the head of the church, and not be committed to the body, which is the church. Once you are committed to Christ, you are committed to the body. If you love Jesus, you love the church. If you love Jesus, you can't love Jesus and not love the church. Anybody that genuinely loves Christ, loves the body of Christ, he loves the church. He, they make investments in the church. They, are com- they believe in the vision of the church. That is what shows you are a Christian. So all of these wrong and erroneous mentality that you have come to believe, you have told yourself the lie and you have convinced yourself and you have believed that lie that you are a good Christian. The only thing is that you are not serious about church things. You are not. There's a way people can behave themselves when they are looking for something in church. Looking for a husband, looking for a wife. They can pretend. Join us because they want to show their bottles. No, uh, Obedi offering. That's all. <laughs> Somebody say, committed Christians are committed to church. Yeah. Anywhere. If you are looking for a committed Christian, they are committed to church. They are committed to church. Committed to church. If you are committed to Christ, you'll be committed to church. It's just like saying that, as for me, I love Jesus. But I hate his children. Ah, I love Jesus, but I hate his children. That's why you can't get along with people in the church. You find them very unpleasant. Whether you like it or not, if there is somebody you will spend all of eternity with, it's with us. That's why you have to try your best and get along with Christians. Christians, you know, all of eternity. That's a relationship. You will meet them again. You will see them anywhere again. This is the only family that will last. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is the only family that will transcend time into eternity. That's why you have to be careful how you treat this family. That's why you must be careful the kind of investment you make into this family. This is an eternal family. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is an eternal family. This is an eternal family. I have consciously trained myself to relate stronger with people who are in church much more than my biological siblings. Unless they share the faith. They share the faith. They share the faith. Of course, number six. Regular fellowship positions you to give and receive care from other members of a church. That is, this is care. Somebody say care. Yeah. All right? So, care. 
regular fellowship positions you to give and receive care from other members of the church. If you really want to enjoy church, be committed. Turn to your neighbor and say, if you really want to enjoy church, be committed. Yeah. Most of the time, people who say there's no love in the church, they are not even there to see the love when it is being displayed. They are not there. And they only say there's no love when they are in need of love. But when other people are in need of love, they are not there to show the love. But when they are in need of love, their selfish mind will be calling for it. <laughs> Turn to your neighbor and say, the church positions you to give and receive care. Yeah, The church is a giving place. We give, we receive. We give, we receive. You give and you receive. That's what the church is about. The Bible says, weep with those who weep and rejoice with them that what? Rejoice. That's what church is about. That's what church is about. So when you are looking for a day where people surround you on your wedding day, everybody is there. When somebody is doing wedding, be there. Be what? Be there. Be there. When somebody has a, a, a family challenge, a, a barrier, be there. That's what it is. The church affords you the opportunity to co-labor. Somebody say co-labor. Yeah. Co-labor with others. The church is a place where there's it's a place for collaborations. We, we labor with other people. The work of God is said that none of us can do it alone. Somebody say, I cannot do it alone. Turn to your neighbor and say, you can't do it alone. Yeah, that's the, the work of God. The Bible says the harvest is plenty of the laborers are few. Nobody can do it alone. We work with other people. Paul said, I planted Apollos water. God gave the increase. Paul planted. Somebody must plant. Somebody must sing. Somebody must usher. Somebody must teach. Imagine that you came here. I am playing the keyboard. I am singing. I'm leading opening prayer. And then I'm ushering. Uh, uh, By the time I finish, I just drop dead. That's all. Yeah, that's all. That's, that's the only thing that will happen. Nobody can do it alone. Nobody. Nobody. So when you come and other people have made their services available and you are enjoying it, ask yourself, ask your Christian self, what am I contributing? When I was in secondary school, they had NCNC, no contribution, no chop. Why are you chopping when you are making no contribution? Just, just be honest with yourself. What better now? A condition, a train, a train, a soon to your tight. Now, service, a soon a edibum plant is at the back. You see, you see, there are some things, eh? it just it just shows your sense of value. Your sense of value, it's not spiritual. Let's forget about giving so God will bless you and all of those things. Just think. Just think, when you went to the place and the place is neatly done, de- de- beautified, and you like the place. Ubawa, utimi kuradi, nyetu service there, utimi duobi ba, no betra, ahana mkwa, sorry, how did it come out? And we are buying a chair, you don't do inside. But obanswa, what is so? Let me tell you something. Don't be offended. But it's sad that there are some people, eh, the chairs in the church are more important than them. In church, because the church, the chair gives you a place to sit. So the church is making a contribution. The keyboard provides us a sound. But you, what are you contributing? Am I complicating it? What are you contributing? What are you contributing? Church is not a place we come and receive. The people who like to receive, they never finish receiving. 
those who like to receive, they never finish receiving. They, they never they, there will always be something that they will need to receive. And the people who give, they always also have something to give. Praise the Lord. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Jesus didn't have a selfish mind. He had a selfless mind. I pray that in this church, you'll be a good Christian. I pray that in this church, you'll rise up to become the kind of Christian God wants you to be. I pray that you will tell yourself the truth and be honest with yourself and live the life God wants you to live. And let me tell you, as you live that life, the blessing of God will follow your life. Tell tell yourself and say, the blessing of God is not something I have to pray for. The blessing of God is God's willingness to do me good, to show me favor, to magnify himself in my life. God is more willing that I can even pray for. All I need to do is to position myself properly in alignment with his word and then the blessings will flow into my life ceaselessly. Lift up your hands and thank God and give him praise. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lift up your hands. Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus, thank you. We look to you for mercy. We look to you for grace. Thank you for your love that is so enduring. Thank you that when we go wrong and we come with honesty and sincerity, you are loving enough to forgive and to restore. Thank you, Lord, for everyone who is genuine in their quest for mercy and for transformation. Thank you that grace is released. Grace is to release. Grace is released. Thank you, Lord, that everyone who anything you are packaged for has delayed because we are being at the wrong frequency. Today, thank you that as we tune to the right frequency, those packages are delivered. They are delivered. They are delivered in the name of our Lord Jesus. Let your name be honored in every life. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. If you want to accept Jesus and make him your Lord and Savior, you want to say this prayer after me. Mean every word and then believe it in your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess that you are my Lord and my Savior. I believe with my heart that you died and rose again for me. By my belief, I am justified. And by my confession, I am saved. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. If you pray that prayer in faith, you are a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. God bless you. We look forward to having you join us again and again. You are blessed. Pastor Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. 
Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our service at our headquarter church from 8.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. for our good news service. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santasa Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Life Chapel, Facebook or YouTube pages. God richly bless you. Oh, no, no, no.